Welcome to another episode of your Go With Ego podcast. I am so excited because I have two special guests. But first of all, I have my co-uncle, you know, my co-uncle Prince Shukweneke. Prince, welcome to the Go With Ego podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. Hi, Ego. Uh, this is actually my first time on the podcast. I mean, most of the work I do for the podcast is behind the scenes. You know, I'm sort of the guy that runs the show. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's really nice to be here and to actually get to speak. I'm looking forward to the interview. Absolutely. So all the all the things you see, the growth we've had is this man right here, Mr. Prince. So Prince, thank you so much for all you've done for I Go With Ego. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Pleasure is man. Well, we have a very special guest, our very special guest, Almor Gupta. Almor is from India, but he's currently in Hungary. Almor, welcome to the I Go With Ego podcast. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, thank you so much for welcoming, for invitation. And I'm doing good. Uh, I would like to share something first before we start talking about something serious. Uh, when you invited me for the podcast, I actually had no idea what a podcast is. And instead of asking you because I was too shy, uh, so I started asking around my friends like, okay, do you know what is a podcast? And like, is it kind of like interview or you have to like sit in front of a camera or something? Is it like kind of like interrogation or something? <laughs> and they said, they said, no, 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 it's nothing like that. Everything is okay. It's just some friends talking to each other and sharing the views about what's going on. But just like, okay, it's like kind of like conversation you have with your friends in a bar or club. Absolutely. So your friends did a great job in explaining what the podcast is to you. Just bunch of people having a good time, talking about a topic and just giving their own opinions about it. Prince, what do you think? I won't say it's surprising because I don't expect that the whole world knows what a podcast is. Um, there's always the unreached population of people that always need to find out about these things. And I'm pretty intrigued. I'm really glad that he's doing it with us. It's, it's his first time Absolutely. and he's doing it with us. So yeah. I couldn't be happier. <laughs> yes, thank I you so much. Happier. I'm also excited. Actually, I have one more friend. His name is also Igor. He's a Ukrainian. And he does the same things. But I never understood that. Okay, that's the that's called podcast or something yeah that's nice well i hope to listen to his podcast send me the his link afterwards so i can check him out okay ah uh, sure sure it's in uh, ukrainian if you can understand oh nope so <laughs> well, that's okay <laughs> <laughs> all right not sure we can translate either okay Anmol. so can you do you mind telling us something about yourself uh where you're from something exciting about you you know your perspective on life just basically anything that would give the audience an insight into who you are as a person First of all, my name, like uh, my name is Anmol Gupta. I'm from India. I'm 29 years old, and I am from medical background. I will be fourth generation doctor in my family. And uh, thinking about the thinking I have for living a life is that I don't want to be remembered just by my family. Like you know when your family remembers you or like the family you make like your wife your son your kids i want people to remember me after, even after i'm long gone like okay there, there was a guy he did something good and if i can do that it will be really good and the inspiration inspiration for that it it's it comes from my family uh, because they have always been helping everyone around my grandfather, great-grandfather, father, mother, they always taught me to help as much as you can. And the only reason they told me to help 
is because you can that's the only reason because you can you are at this position that you can help someone and help is not always on a big level it can be a small help because some people think that okay we are not financially strong or maybe we cannot do something so they don't help at all no it's nothing like that you can help from any level and on any scale it is always counted I totally agree you know um I grew up in a house where my mom you know the little resources we had she helped the community and she, she taught us to make a difference in people's lives no matter where we find ourselves no matter how much we have and it's so I'm grateful for your family and the upbringing you've had in being the man you are today but your what you said reminded me of a speech I gave 2 years ago in a conference you know i i told the the group of young people that when your when your community remembers you for the works you've done the world has remembered you you know when your society the people around you the, the friends you keep remembers you for the little things you've done trust me the world has definitely remembered you and so you're not living this world unknown you you could be known by so many people by what because of what you've done and what you're doing currently so thank you for everything thank you no it's just i'm thank just trying to be human that's um, all absolutely there are so many countries in the world you know i for one i chose the us to come study i told myself it must be the us <laughs> i know i'm looking to get a visa to come to the us i have a lot of cousins in ukraine but why did you choose to study in ukraine when there are so many other countries in the world there are two reasons uh, the first reason the like the biggest reason is like financial reason it's really cheap to study in ukraine as compared to us uk canada australia i checked everywhere it was actually really costly to study there so ukraine was better option and second is like okay when you go abroad anything can happen you have no idea so i was little bit scared to go by myself then i got to know that one of my friend who lives near my home in india is already there uh, so on his basis i felt little bit confident that okay if there is some big problem of course like smaller ones you can deal you need someone if there is some kind of bigger legal some any any kind of problem so i was confident that, okay he's there he's going to help me it gave me a little bit confidence to go there that's pretty awesome to know i mean most people have reservations when moving to somewhere new you know you don't know anybody you're thinking about how you're going to settle into their culture most people experience things like culture shock i know settling in is not the easiest of processes for most people so i get that most people would prefer to move some place where they either know someone or where they feel would be easy for them to settle in and that's good that's that's really good so i i understand you've been in ukraine for when you were in ukraine for a while and you scored there and that's an experience i would love to have So do you mind sharing with us what your experience living and studying in Ukraine was like? I mean before the conflict started, um how did you enjoy your stay there as an international student? I came to Ukraine in 2014 and uh, uh in the beginning I was scared because I had no idea of the language and how to speak to these people and sometimes when you cannot explain people something and they are busy so they get very rude. so i was scared of that that someone will shout and maybe it can be misunderstood as racism i didn't want to do that so for the first year i used to stay with indian friends in indian circle and we used to go out but we actually going out always man going to some indian 
palace or indian cafe indian cafe and going to someone's apartment to eat indian food so everything was like indian 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 around me and i start thinking okay you are in a different country you are in completely different culture what are you doing with your own you can get all these things when you go back to india so that's why i started learning language and strangely i learned language really fast because uh, i used to read something i used to learn something i used to use translator but i always used to try to read and people around me they really helped me uh, first of course they used to laugh because like you know a strange like a strange accent or something but then they used to tell me that okay that's not correct that's correct that's how you say it correctly so local people helped me a lot like everywhere you go it, it, it doesn't matter if you are regular there or not the very first time you go there there are always people they teach you they tell you like how it's correct when they see that you try so they feel really happy that someone from different country different culture is trying to learn about their culture so you just give them respect you take respect absolutely I, and i feel it's it's what you it's the way you portray yourself to people as how people you know show love back to you you know and it's always good if one learns the language of a place you go to because it shows that you're willing to be like them you're willing to learn from them and you know be a part of this of the community there's something genuine and, and there's something different about a foreigner that comes to to a new city and learns the language in the weeks leading you know to the conflict what was your impression of the situation because we know in 2014 there was something that happened then with Ukraine and Russia you know and so did you think it was going to be serious did you think what was going to happen or just all propaganda still yeah okay uh, as you said like in 2014 there was a war when i came here uh, to ukraine and we heard the stories because we had uh, like immigration of students lots of students came who were studying in Crimea the next logans they came to kharkiv and we got to know we got to hear stories from them but the problem is that when something does not happens with you you don't understand you cannot feel it so we heard the stories we were like hey, okay it like we didn't mean, uh, mean it in disrespectful way but we were not able to take it seriously then the again again the talks of war started 3 4 weeks before the, the actual war started and it was really a difficult decision for me to either go back or stay here because i am about to finish my course in august and it's my like it will like it will complete my 9 years of study and if the war like i was thinking like if i go back and what if the war really starts and so i all my degrees and everything was in university and i had no idea till like what time the war will finish when it will finish what will happen and all my this 9 years will go to waste so it was difficult decision but i decided to stay and when the war started like on 24th of february i remember on 23rd of february i was with my ukrainian friends we were in a place called school park we were doing karaoke singing dancing drinking it was too fun i still have uh, videos and pictures from that day it was so good and on 24th of february morning 3 am i went home i was trying to sleep and 5 am the first bomb dropped and one of my friend he is also ukrainian in the army he texted me okay bro it started find a safe place and as i read it was so like scary i got so scared 
because when i first heard this sound i thought it was maybe something nearby or because i have no experience of war of course and i got so scared so and one of my indian friend he was also doing post graduation with me he is in first year he said okay what to do what should we do would you like to go back or i said i have no idea i am coming to your home and let's decide what to do so for few days like i think four five days when the war started we were at his apartment it's his apartment is on fifth floor a lift of course doesn't work in such cases and the flights there was no flight going out on ukraine it stopped and and every time there was a bomb or anything going around we had to run from fifth floor like climb down all the stairs with all the stuff run to metro metro was like 5 minutes far from the building so we used to run there with everything food water blanket whatever you can take because you never know for how long you have to stay there and the very first day when we ran to metro we had nothing not even food uh, no water no blanket no bed sheet nothing and that time it was winter it was really cold inside the metro there was some air conditioner or something which was i think it it's supposed to keep the place fresh fresh air something it was too cold to stay there whole night and somehow we stayed there for three four days it it went like that it was really scary i guess you know because i have not experienced war the when, when the first bomb went off i was watching cnn and i saw how the cnn anchor docked when he, when he hit the first bomb and he was so surprised so i picked up my phone and i was calling my cousins hey folks what's going on no, nobody was picking the call so i called one of them and they picked the call like how can you guys still be sleeping when bomb is going off in your country please get up on the bed and wake up wake everybody up and find a way to go to safety so i was freaking out that being here in the us i can only imagine what was going through your mind and how you were feeling you know but we are both glad that you all are okay because uh, war is not what to pray for but well, I'm glad you're okay all right well we'll go on a short break when we we'll come back from the short break Alma will still be here we we'll get to know more about him and his experience in ukraine and the good service he's been doing for for people of ukraine and everybody around there thank you Alma we'll be right back If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, we're back from the short break and we still have Anne Moore with us. So, I mean, based on your experience and your narration, I'm sure you must have been pretty terrifying having to run for your life every day, having to live through all of that trauma. I personally can't say I understand what it must have been like for you because I wasn't there, but there is the human part of me that deeply empathizes with you and with your friends and the experiences you've had. And I know it's not over, but I'm glad you survived, and I'm glad you're in sort of a better place right now. At least you're breathing, and that's what enough comfort for us and for the rest of the world, 
for all the people for whom you've done a lot of good because um, it's really inspiring to see that despite everything that has happened, you're still going strong and being an inspiration to um, everybody around you, the community you currently find yourself in. What, what I'd like to ask you now at this point is this. Now, at what point in the midst of all this chaos did you decide to leave Ukraine? And I'm aware that most of the exits were blocked. So what route mm -hmm. did you take to, to, to leave? Uh, okay, first of all, then I decided uh, was uh, first of all for I told you that I was with my friend for two days, but I got tired of running here and there, um, because I realized that okay, this is not me. I cannot run for my life. I, I'm I'm not this person because it's always I have always accepted okay when when your time will come you will die so you cannot change that. So it's like it's useless to run here and there. I decided to help. I had no idea that time what I should do to help. But somehow I decided, okay, I cannot be with them. I need to go back to my place and think what I can do and how I can help. I went back. My neighbor asked me, uh, would you like to make some shelter with us? I said, yes, of course. Please, let's do it. So I finally realized, okay, I have something to do. And uh, when... The, actually, the, after two days, when we were done with making the shelters, we cleaned the basements and put some water food there. They bombed our building. And that time, we all started running to the basement. And I realized myself that I was not running for myself. I was shouting and yelling at people, okay, come on, run fast, go inside, go there. And I was helping them with their with their bags, with their stuff, whatever they wanted to take in the basement. That moment I realized, after some time when this panic mode finished, I realized, okay, what I did, I like, okay, that's me. That was me subconsciously somehow. And that's what I have to do. But on 4th of March, or I think 3rd or 4th of March, they bombed really heavy in Ukraine in Kharkiv, my city and me and my uh, one of my friends, Ukrainian friend, we said okay, I think it's time to go because if you want to help or do something we need to survive so we went to railway station uh, Railway going to railway station was also like interesting story because there was a granny in my building she also asked me, okay, how are we going to railway station, I said I have no idea there are no taxis, there is nothing working so she said, okay, let's walk. And walking is like almost 10, 11 kilometers far from my apartment. She said, okay, uh, we will walk in the morning, no problem. I said, okay, let's walk. So we decided, me and this granny and my friend, that he will walk from his apartment and me and granny will go. We were walking when we were near railway station. There was a huge blast. And it was so huge and so loud that the granny got so scared she started running i said okay you don't have to run please calm down because if like the bomb will fall on us you it will be useless running we both will be dead so it's okay like okay we are almost nearby don't worry we will reach soon then we went there we were standing there from morning 7 till 8 pm in the evening 
because there were no trains and nothing was there uh, and we were standing in a crowd uh, yeah so you don't even have a place to stand properly you are just hanging in the crowd i remember i was not even on my full like balance i was standing half of the time time on my toes half the time on my heel somehow then in the evening uh, there was a train which was supposed to go to kiev but they extended it so they took the train to lviv and one of our friend she we met us actually we three were the same who were in the pub i told you like what we were doing before the war and we said okay let's meet next week and it was exactly next week when we three met at the railway station same day same place like it was so like coincidence or something and she was going to kiev uh, so she said okay i will take this train and so me and one of my friend we stayed on the railway station waiting for our train then she called okay this train is going to leave come with us so, and we ran we were there and the train was so full that the conductor announced that in when there are three seats four people should sit and on two seats three people should sit it was so full me and my friend we were lying on the floor we were sitting there for 15 hours it was so difficult because it takes from kharkiv to leave 15 hours so we went there somehow we were on the floor all the time sometimes standing sometimes sitting it was really uncomfortable then we reached lviv i stayed there for two days with my friends they actually helped me a lot and right now also they are helping a lot they are providing humanitarian aid they are doing a lot of stuff and i tried to help there but the problem is that when everything is not okay with you you cannot help others first your life should be little bit calm and settled and i had no place to live nowhere to go no stuff because i didn't come with any stuff i didn't bring because i thought in case what if they will be running or there will be some kind of crowd interference then i won't be able to carry big bags so i took a small bag it will be easy to run and i tried to find someone there to help but it was not possible because they already had lots of volunteers they said no you cannot you are foreigner uh, they will extract you soon and you will have to go home i said okay okay i can join then i got to know about zahon one of my acquaintances knows someone then he knows someone she knows someone somehow i got to know that there is a guy who needs help in zahon like he needs volunteers so i came here i went from lviv to chop then on the chop i crossed the border uh, i came to zahon then on zahon i had to wait like 17 hours because of the registration process it was too long you don't know the language you arrive in different country policeman comes to you he asks you okay passport i gave him passport he does something with the machine which i know now of course he does something with the passport and says police station i said why what happened no no answer because they don't know language they have no idea so they take me to police station they do my registration they take me to some other place it was two and a half hours far away from there and they asked us to wait in the bus but i saw this tent which was for humanitarian aid 
I got tired of staying in the bus after half an hour. I went to this tent. I started helping. I started giving people out food, blankets, and everything. Then they took us for registration. The registration was in three parts. We had to wait a lot. Then after 17 hours, I came back to Zahun, and then I met these people who were supposed to put me as volunteer. And from 6th or 7th of March, I am here. I am helping day and night, doing whatever I can, especially translation uh, with the bag and providing all the information. Wow, that, that's an amazing story. You know, it, it must have been a great ordeal for you to to got into where you are. But I have cousins that told me that from Kiev they went to Uzgorod. From Uzgorod they went to I don't know if it's Hungary or what other country they went to. Slovakia. Slovakia. Slovakia, Slovakia yes. So but I, I know that Kharkiv is uh, where you were, it's pretty close to the Russian border. You know, I'm I'm like I'm glad you you're okay, trust me. Because we heard of the international students were unable to leave because they didn't leave in time or because they were scared and I hope that everyone is okay. But I will say this, heroes come in different shapes, sizes, colors, language, <laughs> you know, in different looks. What do you think, Prince? I mean, I think it's pretty admirable, you know, you've been in trouble, being in the same kind of trouble everybody mm-hmm. else is in, but still choosing to stick out your neck to be the bigger person for everybody else. Mm. It's not a path that most people would take. I mean, we're human and we have our first response to danger or insecurity is flight. We all want to run. But then it takes a great deal of courage to just stand your ground and be like, it might be tough, but I'm going to try to make it better for somebody else. And that's what you're doing. I'm not sure how you got there, or how you built up that mindset of trying to be a helper or a humanitarian uh, person, trying to you know do the most for others. But I just think it takes a great deal of selflessness which you've clearly shown because I, I don't think everybody would want to be there. Most people want to be back home, you know, in the comfort of their beds, watching the chaos on TV. But then you chose to stay. And thank you, Anmo. Thank you. I don't know. I'm just doing because I feel it. That's all. That's all. Nothing absolutely. Else. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, yeah, absolutely. You know, when, when Jessica Nash told me about your story, and I watched you on CNN on uh, Matrivers. Matrivers had your interview uh, from CNN. Yeah, I was so impressed. But the question I have, because you know, Russian the Russian invasion has caused millions of Ukrainians to flee from Ukraine. Not just Ukrainians, international students, um, um, foreigners to flee from Ukraine. But you decide to to leave Ukraine, but stay at the Hungarian border to help and volunteer to help refugees and volunteer at the humanitarian post there. So what what made you do that? You said you were in the bus for a long time. You got bored and you came out. Not if anyone is bored, I would just go and get an ice cream or get a drink or something. But you were bored and you came out to help. So what motivated you to do that? I okay. To be honest, I actually have no idea because it's strange for me also that instead of going in comfort and doing this, I I have always wanted to help actually. And I have a lot many plans for my future to help people in different ways and different kinds of people because everyone needs help. Like old people, orphans, physically handicapped, people like them. I have lots of plans for future. Uh, so helping is has always been there. But this is something new what I'm doing. 
and when i came to zahon everyone was asking me okay so you're a refugee i said no no i came here as a volunteer but they said you came from ukraine i said yes and so you are a refugee i said no i am not uh, because uh, i didn't lose anything i was in an apartment of rent and okay things you can always buy but if you see on the ukrainians they have lost their life they have lost their family friends relatives so they are actually are the ones who are losing something and we i i think i have seen millions of refugees here i have met with them talked with them helped them and i have so many different stories but the only thing is in common is that they have lost all of them have have lost something that's why i never felt like a refugee i always felt like okay i came here as a volunteer and the thing that kept me going is that i have spent 9 years with these people around and now when but and i'm becoming a doctor like i will be surgeon in 2 months i am supposed to help so when the time has come how i can just go run for my life hide somewhere when people actually needs help so i want to help and as a doctor i am supposed to help so both things are like will be i will be doing exactly opposite what what is your daily routine like as a volunteer i mean what are the things you do every day you know with regards to the people around you and the humanitarian efforts you're currently putting out there can you just um give us a brief insight into how it is like for you on a daily basis okay uh right now it's very calm because there are less people coming to train station but there was a time when every day 3 4000 people used to come and <clears throat> i was almost the only translator there who knew uh, ukrainian russian and english so i had a help from local guy he knew hungarian and english so we both used to be there there is a uh, tent which is set up here for people who needed this registration so they all used to be there uh, we both used to be there we used to organize the lines like uh, old people the ladies with kids like really like young kids or some disabled person should go first and then young ones can go a little bit later uh, we used to tell them what's going on what will happen here why you are here, here because everyone used to be scared and in panic mode first of all they are coming from war far from their home leaving half of their families behind and again then no one told them what's going on because of the language problem so they were in like complete distress so upset crying anxious and my medical background has helped me to calm them down or because of the psychology thing i studied so i used to talk to them calm them down used to tell them what's going to happen uh they used to listen because you know like okay i'm not being rude but they had no other option because no one was there who used to speak their language and now it's like way less people so now my schedule is like i'm just there on the railway station people come like almost 3 400 people come every day or maybe like 500 so we tell them uh, what's going on because now no no one needs registration they are just there they want to know how to go somewhere or which train time where they should go which platform helping them with their bags because they all are ladies and old people with the kids is really difficult for them 
and i don't have any schedule i am just there 24/7 earlier i used to even sleep in the tent for because we had the break in between the trains coming from ukraine so we both me and this guy zoltan his name we used to sleep for one hour and next train came then we used to sleep for half an hour one and a half hour that was our sleeping schedule sometimes we didn't even sleep we just we were just there all the time and we used to eat there like we had like food coming there we had our almost shower there everything was there now it's like really calm so i'm just there uh, in the night nowadays also there are there is no translator no volunteers it's just me and sometimes one or two more guys that's all maximum in the night more help is needed because people are confused um, uh, because of the train timings and because of the transfer they have to take because of the passport control so we just tell them what what will happen and they are then tell them about the food uh, if someone wants to rest about the accommodation if they want to rest for the night and go in the morning that's what we are doing nowadays I know the, the hundreds and thousands and let I dare say millions of people you've met and helped uh, are forever grateful. I know in deep down in the heart they will be thanking the, uh, you or thanking the heavens or whatever they believe in that they met someone like you to to assist them there. And, and so uh, you said you rounded up you, you become a surgeon in two months. So congratulations, that's huge. <laughs> my, Thank you so much. My own cousin said that. Yeah, my my cousin's a doctor there. He was a doctor working in in Kiev before the war. So he, he's now, I think, he's now in uh, Portugal. Right. He's looking to return, hopefully, in, in a month's time. But but yeah. So do you see yourself going back to Ukraine if and when the war ends? Actually, I don't have any other option. I will have to go back because all my stuff, all my documents, my degree, my certificates, everything is there. and not only certificates from university but certificates which i have earned in these 9 years there from the conferences from the sports i took part in or from like all my medals trophies everything is there and i actually love certificates a lot that's why i always used to take part in all the conferences um, national international all of them like once there was a conference i remember i was the only english speaker Uh, person there who presented something so i did half of my conference in russian because i had good command of that so they understood otherwise they would not have understood anything and i actually got first place and best oral presentation for the same conference nice so all of these <laughs> nice certificates are there and they yeah. i don't know for someone it can be just certificates but for me they are my 9 years my life my hard work my everything and i will go back there for sure to get my degree or the certificates and my stuff i don't even have clothes here i actually when i came here i bought few of them but everything is there and my motorcycle is there i love my motorcycle a lot i worked i used to work four part time jobs in ukraine and i earned money and bought the bike so it's also something big i bought for the first time in my life from my own money i am not leaving anything Right, I agree. You know the hustle of international students. You have to hustle. <laughs> you must hustle because if you want to eat, if you want to get a roof over your head, you have to hustle, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yes, well, yes. I mean, it's been really exciting listening to you, your story, 
you know, everything, listening to what drives you, listening to your passion. I'm, I'm inspired by you and I definitely would be looking forward to doing a lot more helping. Oh, it's nice, and, it's and, nice. That's what I feel like. Yes, thank you so much that you invited me and I think if someone will hear the story, uh, maybe just one person will be inspired to help more because this world needs a lot of help. So you can just go and help like on any level. It will be really good. I'll be really happy if more people can start helping after listening to me. I'll be it will be so good. We're looking forward to that too. So I'm going to sum up these last two into one. First, um, I mean, this entire discussion has been pretty serious. So we'd just like to take one second or a few seconds to talk about you. So before all of this started, what did you used to do for fun? Um, say after a long day at school um, or, ha- or uh, lectures, like what did you do for fun? And two, what are your hopes for the future? about Ukraine, about your personal life? Uh, okay, for fun, like, um, I would like to tell you that I have a really good sense of humor. So, like, with my friends, we always used to joke all the time for fun. And we used to laugh all the time. There is one more friend with whom I was running to Metro. He, we both are really good friends. And we always go we can we can go anywhere when and we will laugh all the time saying weird stuff about each other insulting each other you know like in a funny way and also with ukrainian friends i used to go out we used to do barbecues a lot i went to so many like clubs bars like you know but this is not fun just to be there to see what what is it you know it's all new for me and i used to go to english camps we used to have these camps in mountains. We used to go for hiking. In, in summer, in winter, we I learned snowboarding. And this guy who organized these uh, English camps, Mike and Eager, they used to have this master class of bachata dance. I learned bachata. It's so good to dance. And I used to go to like opera, ballet dance to see in Ukraine in Kharkiv because they have these traditional shows. It was so good there. And you can just take a walk outside with music, which I love the most. And for future, I think, of course, I, I believe that if anything can happen, Ukraine will survive and will win. It will grow strong and better than before. And about my future, I don't have hopes i have plans i have aims i have goals and i'm i know i'm sure that i will fulfill all of them at least if not all of them uh, i will not die with regret that i didn't do this or i didn't try that or i didn't uh, complete something i will be trying till the end whatever i can and as much as possible so it's been amazing having you here uh, i just want to say this you know for everyone that will hear you and have heard you, I know they'll be inspired. I know they will go on to do the best that they can. I know they will go on to make a difference in society. Because that's what the world is all about. If you truly want to enjoy life, you have to try your best to make a difference uh, in, in, the, in the way you can. And, and Amor, thank you so, so very much for joining us. Before you go, what do you want to tell anyone listening to you now, your friends back home too? And do want to give everyone, anyone a shout out. 
Oh, okay. I would love to say to everyone that break the chains of society. Mm. Be happy because in the end, that's what matters. If you are not happy with someone or something, just remove them from your life. It's too short to be toxic or to be upset or to be sad or and depressed about. Life is beautiful. It depends how you see it. and to my friends and my family that yes i love you all i miss you of course because you know here I, sometimes i feel like i'm alone no one is here so yes i would love to see them meet them soon i guess that's all for them righty um so i know it's been really wonderful having you on the show with us absolutely I, i if i could i would definitely love to meet you someday in person absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. oh disclaimer disclaimer i'm coming to geneva in november So who knows that I'll take a train and come to, to if you wherever you are if you're in Hungary or Ukraine by then who knows I'll stop by Also oh, it will be nice that, that for be sure nice. for sure I will show you around Absolutely I love you <laughs> I love Looking you Looking forward to it that right well thank you uh, Amo for for coming on the show please take it yourself for everyone that's listening to Amo please do it to follow him on we'll put his handle here on, on social media and please do it to share this podcast with your friends um to come again uh, we'll, i remain your host and i remain your co-host absolutely <laughs> thank you all have a wonderful right. time